Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey folks, what you're about to hear is an interview recorded live in front of an audience during one of our PodMax events. And during PodMax, attendees get to experience speaker training, networking, and being interviewed on podcasts, plus these conversations with powerful thought leaders from major brands like VaynerMedia, Entrepreneur Magazine, and Shark Tank. During these convos, our keynote share ideas, solutions, and sometimes work and collaborate with our community. If you like what you hear and you got something out of this episode, please share with a friend. And if you want to know more about PodMax, please go to podmax.co and sign up for the next one. Now let's get into this conversation at Podmax. Speaking of gift, we're going to transition to the uh, what's coming up at the next of the top hour uh, is our keynote, Amanda Holmes, who is in the room. Eric Cabral is going to be having a, an amazing conversation with her. How are you doing, Amanda? Wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. I enjoyed everything that Perry said. Oh my gosh, it's just bubbling up with ideas. So I, I saw you. I was I, I I was watching you watch Perry some of the time. Not creepily. It's not <laughs> just naturally. You're still uh, in as big of a box as everybody else. I didn't have the whole <laughs> people do that. I've heard do they do that. Oh, oh shame, let me shame. zoom in. For I, know, shame. I know. Where am I going with this conversation? <laughs> Nice to see. It's Amanda Holmes, everybody. No, but I did see you um, identify when he says, hey, who has felt like uh, an imposter before? And you went like this first. Is that true? Oh, I was thinking of the time. I mean, is it okay if I tell it? Yeah, do you? I was just thinking of the time. So I recently, well, in the last year and a half, I joined a board. I'd never been, besides my company, I'd never been on someone else's advisory board. And I was surrounded by like, Oh my gosh, like everyone was in their 60s and, you know, multi companies sold for, you know, nine figure this and that and and completely changed the game in technology. And I'm just looking around going, are you kidding me? Like, why am I here? This is crazy. And then, and then as the time went on, I started noticing that they were intimidated by me being the young and like, this is what's happening right now. Look at what this and this and that. So it was so funny to, to watch that transition of like, how, how could I ever be here to, Oh, I do. Okay. This is nice. Yes. I know something that none of them knew because they were all engineers. They all, you know, wrote the coding that started some of the most huge revolutions of technology and none of them are marketing or sales oriented. So they look at me like, you are an alien. This is interesting. <laughs> so it's good, good, uh, good mix. Yeah, let, let's not pretend Mark Zuckerberg was not in that room, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Mark Zuckerberg, I was on a panel with 
Randy Zuckerberg. Yes. Saturday. I love her. Crazy. She's the best. She yeah. is you basically in that situation because Mark, her brother, uh, you know, was the the dorky guy in the corner, in the dark corner doing this all day. And then finally a sister came in. She was like, I'll show you a thing or two about marketing. And we need more ladies' bathrooms in here. But what's up with all the men's bathrooms? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a chance to chat with her on my show. She's so good. She's oh, really wonderful. Yeah. Not as cool and as good as you, by the way. But uh, let's let's get into this. So <laughs> We do have a few minutes technically before the top of the hour. So if yes. you want to step away and come right back in just two to three minutes, we're officially going to begin uh, that keynote hour. But we can still engage yeah. in uh, conversation. And uh, It's, it's yeah. tempting to get right into it just because uh, we have Amanda here. And I know we have to part a little bit earlier than planned. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No I have worries. another... Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm okay to start if, if you're okay to start Amanda, because, um, yeah, I want to, I want to be sensitive to that. I'm ready to go. I mean, yeah. yeah. If you guys are ready to go. Yeah. Let me see. Is everyone's cameras on? Cause, uh, yeah, we need everyone's cameras on if you're in the room, just because we love to see happy, smiling, shining faces. Thank you, Ron, with the, uh, the, the jazz fingers or jazz hands, whatever we want to call that. All righty, let's go. I've never seen anybody have a background where themselves are in the background. <laughs> Who's that? that is, David's is the freaking <laughs> coolest background I've ever seen. Did someone already mention this? That's like, oh, yeah, David, so you need awesome. to meet Dave. Dave. Dave is, do you remember when Tupac hit the stage at Coachella, Amanda? Oh, is that David, you? David's the oh. dude behind all that. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him. Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. David, you're doing the oh my Isn't God. it crazy? Yeah. So Amanda, we could product, we could have beamed you here, Amanda. You would have been standing right next to me. Oh, oh man. Shucks. We'll make it happen, David. Let's make it happen. More yeah. than one Amanda it should be the in the future. Yeah, Did you were you a part of the one where L was it Elvis or Michael Jackson? Did you do the Michael Jackson one too? Uh so I didn't do anything uh, with Michael Jackson other than the company that I worked for previously. Uh, we, we owned all the patents to, to uh, actually beam him on stage. So, oh, I mean, I guess sort of in a way. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. That's really oh, cool. thanks. Yeah. You guys should definitely connect because we'll uh, connect. Amanda's, Amanda's got a lot of uh, amazing uses uh, for that technology, I'm sure given all her connections and stuff, but all right, let's, uh, let's hop to yep. it for Ready those in the room. You're in for a treat. Um, I've, I've really am blessed Amanda to know you and to be texting you last night. I'm like geeking out. I'm like, Oh, we're texting and we're talking about cool things. And, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and we had an opportunity to, to really, uh, spend time together on other shows that um, I, I interviewed on. Yeah, Josh. So I see Josh. Fun. Josh oh, is yeah. here. Thank you for my brother from another mother who yeah. is the responsible, the other Josh. Yes. McCallan, yeah. For for us connecting and, and getting on Capital Hacking. But yeah, thanks uh, thanks to Josh and, and, and all the wonderful things he does. So folks, I want you to get to know Amanda as well as I do and eventually better because she is absolutely an amazing human being. Uh, but let me get into the the sort of primer of her, which Amanda's the CEO of Chet Homes International, and she picked up the mantle and the responsibility of running that massive brand and organization uh, after her father's untimely passing in 2012. And for those who don't know who Chet Holmes is, he's 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 the guy 
godfather. He is the creator of what the industry calls the Red Bible, which is the ultimate sales machine, which I have my physical copy right here. And um, it's, it's, it's really changed a lot of our lives. It's changed, changed everyone's life um, who are in sales and who, who is in, uh, currently in business uh, because it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's just a powerhouse because it's voted, and I'll tell you why, it's been voted the top 10 most recommended marketing and sales book of all time, of all time. And it's, it's yeah, I highly recommend reading it. But uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, Josh. We gotta. Can we fix the the screen here? I'm not. I don't see Amanda on my screen. Yeah, maybe I need you on uh, Ashley. But yeah. Anyway, so um, so when Ash when when Amanda was uh 24, hold on. Yeah, let me try to fix my screen here. Oh no, if if you want to go to um. Sorry. Gallery mode. Yes, I'm in speaker. Yeah, but I, I'd like to have Amanda on my screen. Do we have a drummer in the room too? We do. We do. There is a drummer in the room, and I love. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna pin you. I'm gonna pin you. Yeah. All right, awesome. So, so uh, I, I wanted to get back to you. Uh, I got a little thrown off there. Thank you, brother. So, when when you were only 24, she you know she was given the task of managing hundreds hundreds of employees, all of which were mostly twice her age. So, so no pressure there, right, Amanda? Um, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> Not thanks at for, all. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, thanks, thanks for being here. Seriously. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I'm looking forward to interacting with everyone. Yeah. Uh, before we jump right into uh, your story and everything that you do and everything you've done, uh, I, I want to quickly talk about transition and and reinventing yourself uh, because I, I had to reinvent and transition and pivot throughout my life and my career, 20 plus years in corporate America, you know, living that cube life, you know, getting very comfortable uh, in that lifestyle for, for decades. And we all know, or hopefully know that saying, you're the three most addictive things in life is, is number one, heroin, two, carbs, <laughs> and three, a monthly salary. And that was my life until I decided to just rip the bandaid off and say, screw this. I'm going to become, I'm going to change my mindset. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to become a, a, a real estate investor. And I'm going to become a business owner and an entrepreneur. So I appreciate how difficult it can be uh, to make a transition in mindset, in, in, in spiritual uh, you know, uh, practices and all the things it takes to become who you know you want to become so can we talk about the transition that you had to make from a singer songwriter into now running a massive corporation with all of these people that like you mentioned earlier can be very intimidating being in a room with yeah very much so yeah i mean i had just come out of college i had released my fourth record the only business i'd ever run was touring Although I did make it profitable, which 65% of businesses aren't profitable, and especially in the touring industry. <laughs> so um, that was pretty much the only thing I had done when I then um, lost my father, which I was very close with my father. Uh, so to lose him and have the grief of that, only days later being held handed a PL where I didn't even know what half of the companies were. So normally, I guess maybe somebody would like smile at the amount of money, but instead I cried at the responsibility and, and how, you know, I, I, I wanted nothing to do with it all. And, uh, so many people and their livelihood was at stake. So, uh, yeah, that transition was, was rather difficult, but 
here I am eight years later, pretty, yeah. <laughs> quite a, quite a feat. Can, can you talk a little bit though about what it took like, and, 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 and what it continues to take as, as you evolved, right. You know, it, you know, spiritual practices, you know, knowing that, you know, what I put into my body, not just, you know, in my mouth, but in my mind, like all of that came into play as you had to sort of evolve, right, in order to take on this massive task. Well, I'm very grateful. I had a teacher. Uh, I study under an Indian saint. Her formal title is Sarvalokama, Her Holiness, Sri 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 1008 Guruji Punamji. And uh, at the time I met her, I was allergic to wheat, I had celiac disease and she said that every disease is just a disease of your mind. So if you can release those things, you can be cured of anything. And so she actually cured me of celiac disease, which Western world doctors have no cure for. And that was my, the start of my journey of understanding from her, something that she taught me that I found very, that I live my life by is this concept that we're actually made out of sound. So science has proven that this is actually just sound waves moving and it if every thought we think becomes a vibration and it vibrates out through our electromagnetic field, then everything we eat, everything we think, everything we speak becomes this vibe. That's why they say, oh, you have such a great vibe. They're actually referring to your vibrational frequency, right? So if the object of life is to elevate your vibrational frequency, you want to do things that are positive. You want to think positively. You want to uh, remove the negative thoughts that may start to come together in your electromagnetic field and then get absorbed by the body and create disease. So there's so many things that I do thinking about vibration. Yeah. Whenever we talk, we often often go into sort of these deep sort of channels and we talk about spirituality and and the practices of, um, can you talk about the vulnerability of that though? Because oftentimes, and I've only recently started to adopt daily meditational practices, um, but there are days when I miss or a couple days, what happens to you when you go, because you're so busy, especially now everything you're building with the Dream 100 and all these courses that you're building and all these things that are happening at the same time, what happens when you go off track? How do you get back? What are some of the things that the tools that we can sort of maybe adopt that you're, you're using? Mm, Okay. I got one. So uh, I learned this from partially from some monks that I studied with in Japan and then also my guru. And when my father was battling for his life in the hospital every day, the doctors would come in and say, you're going to die. And he'd be like, don't use those scare tactics on me. Show me the proof and I will logically decide so. You know, he's like, I will take my health into my own hands. And uh, it was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And so I would start to get panic attacks and I would, you know, practically be hyperventilating in front of the in front of the doctors. So then I learned this breathing technique. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just imagine if it couldn't co- if it didn't cost you a dime, it took 2 minutes and it cut your stress in half. Would that be something that you're interested in? I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's 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 a it's a hidden secret that many don't talk about when you know people say I try to meditate but I can't push all the noise out. You know I'm always thinking a hundred things at the same time. When you can get breathing down, that's the first step, right? I mean, it's something we do all the time and we take it for granted and we forget we do it in every single moment all the time. 
Well, and then my second step, I, I have a guitar like within oh, arm's reach. I'm telling you, because it's been so stressful that if I have five minutes between a call, I will just play something. Lately, wow. I've been doing this um, uh, because the power, so like the electromagnetic field, right? If you can use the sound of your own voice mm. to clear the negative vibrations you can do it yourself, right? And you can cleanse that away. So what could it be? Um, I used to do one all the time that was uh, just a positive affirmation, right? I'm happy. I love myself. My body's full of love and light. And if you repeat that for five minutes, I don't care how bad of a mood you're in, you have to start smiling because it's just so over the top wonderful. But I mean, like lately I've been doing a lot of um, Sanskrit chants like, um, oh, I mean, that's, that's wow. just my own stuff. I, I, I love chance, but. Amazing. You mentioned the chat chance last time we spoke, Yeah. Um, but I had no idea. Wow. That's, that's magical. That's really good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Hit up the chats. It's funny because people have uh, mentioned that in our events, the chat is like its own event. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I feel free to put your emotions, your feelings, what you're, what you're thinking in the chat as, as, as Amanda and I uh, continue to jam. Uh, yeah, so. we're jamming. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for you. I'm not yeah. here to talk. I, I don't, I'm, I'm least interested in myself. I'm more interested oh. in what you want and what will provide yes. you value. So put I, them in there because. Th yeah, I, I love this type of stuff. I, and I know there's, there's, there's a large majority of the room also who, who, who want business strategies and tips and we can get into that too. Yeah. But I, I did want people to see the side of Amanda that I know and love, um, which, which is this, which is awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing that. So yeah, uh, let, let's let's jump into the ultimate sales machine yeah. and, and how that all came to be and 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 what happens now, you know, like when people come to you. So so you know, that main takeaway of people saying it's the red bible. Why why do they say that? Why do they call it the red bible? Uh it's timeless. So there's a concept my father always said mastery isn't about doing 4,000 different things. It's about doing 12 things 4,000 times. So he, his background was a karate. So I don't know if you've ever seen the quote from Bruce Lee, you know, I fear, I don't fear a man that's done 4,000 different kicks or punches. I fear the man that's done one, that same punch 4,000 times or something, something to that effect. It's, he realized as he started working in business that there's so many shiny object syndrome, right? I try something, it didn't work. I go on to the next thing, but to truly get to mastery, anybody that's ever mastered something, you know, that you have to do it over and over and over again until it's successful. So we have 12 ways that you can double your sales and each one is just a skill set to master. And that's, that stands the test of time. You know, my father taught uh, time management secrets of billionaires, which if you wanted me to give a real quick one, that yeah, one's please. really great. Um, six yeah. steps to increase your productivity by 500%. I tell you this last week, uh, I've been at like three hours of sleep a night. Uh, that's what I've been, you see, this is me on like fumes right now. And, uh, and to be able to get every moment accounted for, I've been doing these steps and it just dramatically changes my world. Um, so I don't know if you guys have pen and paper, but I love to make yeah. notes on pen and paper. So what I'll do 
is I'll do these steps on, on a paper so I can keep referring to it. But step number one, you'll want to, yeah, there we go. What's his name? Rob, Rob's got paper. Okay. So you do, uh, uh, yes. Oh, okay. And uh, Pratiti, I hope I pronounced that right. Okay. Um, oh, and okay. Yeah. Todd. Okay. So there's some more, the last interview I was just on right before I got here, he made fun of me, he called it archaic. I'm like, Stone Age. Okay, it's not a Stone Age. It's just a yellow pad. Get <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got to go back to the roots sometimes. Oh, it's so weird. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. So, okay. So step number one in your six steps to time management secrets of billionaires. Step number one is touch it once. Because studies show that you're actually waste an entire week in a year that you could have gone on vacation re reading information. How many times do you reread an email over and over again and go, oh, I will reply to that at some point. I'm not quite sure when. So touch it once. As soon as you read that email, your response could either be, okay, I need to put it into another folder while I reply to it later. Or you reply to them and say, I really have to think about that. Give me some time. Or, or one of my favorites, if it's one of your staff, if you have staff, Let's discuss this in our next meeting that's scheduled, you know, once a week on Tuesdays. Let's, let's talk about this then, right? So make sure that you take that action when you hit it. So the first step is touch it once. Okay. Step number two, list your top six things that you want to do. How many people write down their to-do list and they've written 20 different things so that they can feel so good when they check off that, that list, but then you don't get done what needs to get done, right? So what are those top six and then step number three, this is where it really gets good. So you want to start saying, okay, how much time will it take me to do each step? So it could take 15 minutes. It could take two hours. It could take 10 hours, whatever it may be. And then step number four is actually putting it into your, I'm sorry, step number four is prioritizing which ones are most important. And then step number five is putting it in. So, so imagine that once you've actually scheduled out your entire day with the six most important things you need to do, you'll start to realize, oh, I don't have time to do the priorities that are most important to me as soon as I filled it all out. So now I'm going to take my prioritized one and I'm going to put it at the front of my day so that I get that done. And it manages the expectation so that by the end of the day, you're going, wow, I got everything I needed done because I planned it out and I executed that the, the satisfaction of that is so magnificent. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I have all of these things to do. And if I don't do that list, five hours have gone by and the three most important things are still sitting on my list. And I'm going, ah, I'll get them. I'll get them next time. I'll get them tomorrow. So this helps you to map it out so that you're very clear. And then you do do a better job of prioritizing what's most important. And uh, step number six, meaning, is it okay to throw this away? We're such hoarders. We don't let go of things. Just, is it okay to throw it away? That's the sixth step. But what's What's really important here is, and my father created this working for billionaire Charlie Munger, co-chairman of Berkshire Hathaway. So he doubled the sales of Charlie's nine divisions all within 12 to 15 months and several doubled multiple years consecutively. And he's working his butt off and he can't keep up. So he looks at Charlie and he realizes there's some things that he does to manage his time. And the only difference, they have the same 24 hours in a day, right? The only difference is that 
the smarter he became about time management. So one of our core competencies for doubling sales is, can you become masterful at your time? Can you manage it like a machine? Because that's one of the biggest places where everybody messes up is their time, especially, holy cow, with social media that just completely ruins everything. And this thing called a phone, it's like the plague of time management. (laughs) Especially Clubhouse. (laughs) <laughs> don't get me started oh yeah although i will be there later today dream100.com i was half joking and testing you to see last night i was like get off clubhouse <laughs> you're like no i'm not on clubhouse yeah. but it's yeah it's uh, that's a time burn. but you will find me there it. this weekend absolutely yeah we'll look for you Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about PodMax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next PodMax event. You're so right. I mean, all of those things are gold. Um, I love the, the um, you know, will this hurt me to throw it away? You know, because uh, in the book, it says 80% of all files that um, are, are kept. Yeah. It's right. You never refer to it again. It, it's yeah. just, this is garbage. And I think that goes for not just digital, but like physical things in the house, right? I could just, you know, we left our house for a month, uh, went to Florida. Uh, we're in Jersey, but we were in Florida. And I was like, you know what, honey? So my wife if we never went back, I don't think I need anything there. Maybe photos. That's it. Just photographs. Uh, but yeah, you, we forget, like we, we get emotionally attached to, to things. Um, and yeah, but that's all great stuff. I, I love the six steps to, to time management. Um, I hope, I hope somebody captured it all and, and put it in there, but um, yeah. So I know you're working on the 2.0 of the ultimate sales machine, right? It's, it's going to get a refresh, I'm sure it'll still say stay red. Um, you know, aside from um, oh my god, update- imagine if I turned it blue. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Yeah, but um, aside from changing some of the verbiage to 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 remove, like you know, you need to fax your clients, things like that. Right. Uh, what, what else are you doing to it? What 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 can we expect? Oh man, I've been working on it for two years, which feels like forever. Uh, My publisher Penguin is like, when is it coming? When is it coming? You know, but it it took my father 50 years to write that book. So I think it's okay if it takes me a little bit longer. Um, Well, I will... I just recently, just this last week on on Monday, I interviewed Russell Brunson because he's been such a beautiful shepherd of our of our methodology and Dream 100 and carrying that on to the next generation. He's done such a lovely job. I will be putting some of that interview even in there about where Dream 100 has like faltered. It's so interesting. At the core, my whole my father's whole point was how to gain business right? How, it's called the fastest, least expensive way to double sales. And yet 
today people's like the biggest problem that I'm seeing in dream 100 is that someone will say, okay, I want to get the attention of my biggest, best buyer influencer, you name it. So I'm going to send them a really cool gift. Like I can't really take it. I have a money tree right behind this. Somebody sent me a money tree and it's very nice. I love plants. I'm a, I hug trees for fun and, <laughs> and they sent me this plant and then I heard nothing from them. And I'm like, is there a point to this plant that you've sent me? They've forgotten that the whole point is to gain their business, to get an appointment, to to get noticed amongst the clutter and then follow up and start a relationship. So there's all these little things that have been missed as time has gone on. You know, people are more important, care more about like, oh, I've succeeded in my dream 100. I sent Amanda a Yeti and now she's taking a picture with it <laughs> on social media. I succeeded. It's like, Oh, wait, that picture didn't pay your bills. So let's, let's backtrack a little bit and figure out how you can make it pay your bills. Uh, so that's something that very recently I did that will be in the new edition. That's one thing. Yeah. I'm imagining there's going to be a ton of like social media strategies and yeah. how to implement, right. And, and update all the, uh, sort of the things in the book that, that reference things that may be somewhat uh, irrelevant or, but um, yeah, let's, let's jump into that though. The dream 100, right? So for anyone here who's never heard of it or has heard of it, Amanda's father was responsible for the creation of the dream 100 that like you said, Russell Brunson, a ton of, of, of people that we know and love have adopted it and uh, used it to build their business. So yeah, let's, let's talk about the dream 100 and, and, and where it came from. I'm curious. Has anybody heard of the dream 100 before? See a raise of hands. Oh, oh yeah. Luis. Yeah. Lu I don't know how to say Luisa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Luis, Luis and okay. Luis. So, and have you guys heard of how it originally came from? Like from my father with Charlie Munger? Okay, we got one. Okay, cool. Okay, so if I tell that story, please. it will land to some, but not everybody. Okay, okay, great. Ellen, please tell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yay. Okay, great. Okay, Such great. A good story. Um, yeah. I'll also tell you that two weeks ago, I found a written story of my father telling the story of him working for billionaire Charlie Munger, co-chairman of Berkshire Hathaway. And his, it's like a narrative story of him discovering the dream 100. I can't believe I found this. It's like the long lost manuscript that uh, was never, you know, two weeks ago. So uh, this is so, this story is so fresh for me because he tells it from stage about how, you know, doubling sales and all these great things. But in this story, it tells, it shows all of his like uncomfortableness and how these people kept telling him that he was wrong, what he was doing. And it's not normal what you're doing, but he was just a superstar. You know, so he's like, but I think this is how it should go. So there's something to be said about just following your heart and feeling like, no, I feel like this is right. Even if everybody's telling you, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so anyways, so originally my father was given a list of 2000 different prospects and said, okay, go and cold call them. Good luck. And as he looked at that list. He said, well, that's a lot of people to cold call. Let me analyze this a bit. And once he analyzed it, he found out that 95% of the business was purchased by only 167 of them. So instead of going after 2000, he led an intensive dream 100 effort to those 167. So it was, it was very 
um, very, very focused. So at that time it was, okay, I'm going to send them a piece of lumpy mail that gets their attention, right? Something clever, something um, that, that includes maybe like, oh man, it's without arm's reach, but like a, a magnifying glass that says, you know, read the fine print. Are you missing sales because you're, what you're doing is too small. You need to think bigger, right? You know, clever little things like that that just get their attention, right? And then followed up next week with a phone call. You know, hey, did you get my, my box that I sent you? Just calling to have a conversation, right? And then nothing. Uh, but this continued week after week after week for five, for four months, they didn't get not one client. So the, the staff starting to talk, you know, hey, this great sales guy came in here and he hasn't closed one piece of business yet, but they were going after the biggest in the industry, right? In the fifth month, my father closed to Xerox. It was a 28 page spread. It was one of the biggest deals that industry had ever seen. And then subsequently after that, for the next six months, they closed 28 more and they not only double sales, but they went from like 19th in the market to number one overnight. And it didn't even make sense. It was a newspaper. Their circulation was like a quarter of what everyone else's was. But my father was just so genius about being in their face, in their place, in their space, everywhere they turned. They went from, I've never heard of American lawyer. It was an American lawyer or California lawyer, sorry, California lawyer. I've never heard of them too. Well, I think I've heard of them too. Oh yes, I know of them too. We're working together. That is the journey of a dream 100. Who is that one client that could completely change your world, right? And how would you like to have 29 more of them, right? So it's, it's something that we've then institutionalized and taught people over the last 30 years. And there's so many great stories. I mean, Russell Brunson's a fantastic one, right? Zero to a hundred million in four years. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit? I mean, there's a, there's tons of fans of Russell here. Can you, can you tell us, share a little bit of how he did or what he implemented? Yeah. Oh man, there's so many. <laughs> There's so many good things. I, I just interviewed him and Dave Woodward this week. Uh, yeah, I decided that I would do this whole Facebook live thing every single day for the 10 days of my launch of the Dream 100 course. Yeah. And so on Friday, I reached out to him and he said yes for the interview on Monday. And so did Dave. So I'm just really fresh on all of that information. Um, can you direct me a little bit more uh, detailed so I can hone in? Oh, oh, Russell's story? Yeah, because I don't know his story as much as I yeah. know. Like, I mean, we had a high-end real estate company out of Dubai go from zero to a to a 600 million in 12 months. We had a startup that was pre-revenue that went from zero to 64 million. He closed a $64 million contract in mm. five weeks. Five weeks. Crazy. I mean, yeah. I those stories I know really well. Russell's, I don't know as yeah, yeah. Tell much. Us I just those. recently interviewed him. So yeah, tell, tell us, and I know you're fresh off three hours of sleep. So tell, yeah, tell <laughs> us about the, uh, the Dubai guy. Uh, it was a woman. Yeah. A woman. I, this I is, said that because it rhymed by the way. Oh, well that, <laughs> that does rhyme. Yes. <laughs> Um, and, and any questions you have too, you guys, please put them in the chat box. I'm just curious. Um, someone saying that they sent Russell Brunson a car bumper. That's hysterical. But my question is, did you follow up with him afterwards? Mm. Did you get an appointment after you sent him a car bumper? Um, it's, it's critical. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
the crucial thing about what all of these success stories, the, the, the key factor here is that we really teach being a strategist versus a tactician. And I'm going to really want to land this home because a tactician is somebody that cares about a sale. All they want is I'm going to reach out to you to win the deal. What a strategist, a strategist will slaughter the tactician every time. A strategist cares about building a relationship. They care about having a fantastic reputation. They want to be experts in the field, in the industry. They want to know market trends. They want to build a relationship that will last forever. They care about getting referrals that will never leave. They want to create raving fans that walk around like billboards for their products. So when you have the understanding that you become a strategist, every tactic that you do becomes nine times more effective because you're actually thinking about a much bigger picture. And that's what Zaya did. So, so initially they were going out selling high-end real estate. Their clientele was Fortune 500 CEOs and they uh, were talking about granite and lighting and this million dollar condo on the beach will be exactly what you want, right? All they were talking about was themselves. And if you've read my father's book, you know that that will only reach 3% of the people that you're reaching out to. Only 3% of that buying pyramid is interested in you, your product or service. Otherwise, 90% of them are not thinking about it, think that they're not interested or definitely not interested. So when you think about your messaging that you're reaching out to your prospects, what is something that will educate them that will bring them from, oh, I don't care at all what you're talking about and bring them up that buying uh, pyramid to the buying now category. So for them, they started, they, we did some research and we found that fortune 500 CEOs sleep an average of four hours a night. Um, which looks terrible. Cause I have like barely slept, but, <laughs> but, re but research shows that when you have that lesser amount of sleep, you're 50% more likely to have stroke. You're 200% more likely to get cancer. And we started talking about these things that were very real for a fortune 500 CEO, right? They they're very worried about their health. It's something that keeps them up at night. It didn't keep them up at night, the granite in their high-end condos, right? So we started talking like a strategist. We talked about what was of interest to them. And then as we educated them, bringing them to the buying now category, it was, I mean, I could go really deep into that, but that's, that's the basic premise of it. Yeah. It's, it's funny. The first time I, I heard of it was um, I, I received something in the mail. It was lumpy. And, um, and when I opened it, it was a, it was a pair of socks with my face all over it. Yes, A thousand, a thousand faces. And I, I texted my friend, uh, Josh McCallan knows at MC lobster, the cash flow ninja. Um, and, oh, you were on his show, Amanda. And he yeah. goes, you, you just received a dream 100, my friend. I was like, what are you talking about? And he explained to me, like I was on this guy's list of someone that he wanted to work with. And that's what introduced me to the whole concept. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how powerful is this? Um, so let's let's talk about how the power of the Dream 100 can be implemented strategically by helping everyone in this room with the Dream 100 course. That you yeah, I I have a quick question for you though. Do yeah. you ever wear those socks? I don't. <laughs> See, this I don't. is what I wonder they too. Don't look comfortable. I got the socks too, and I'm like, it just feels like I've put them on a couple of times. I'm like, this will be funny, and I'm like. 
I don't think so. I, I think, think I, I took a picture next to it. That was it. Yes. That's what I did too. How yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 They, got, yeah. they got the social media credit from me. I did post on social, but they didn't, yes. they didn't work with me. Right. So what are some of the cool lumpy on. emails you received? What are ones that, that weren't, you know, like the Rubik's cube or the, the yeah. glass? Yeah. Um, well, I never forgot the first dream 100 I ever got was actually from Russell sending over a little Ferrari keychain saying, Hey, I'll give you my Ferrari. If you win my affiliate contest, that was pretty cool. That was when I first started out and I'd never gotten anything. Yes. I see all of these. Yes. <laughs> and I'm seeing these contents too. I love all these testimonials. I want to take them. I keep wanting to take pictures of them yeah. because they're so good. What you guys are saying in the chat. The key is the key is so cool and it, and it follows the rules, right? It has to be something inexpensive. Can you expand on that? Like it needs to be inexpensive and not something like a bribe. Yeah. I, I, I find that interesting because some people have gone against this now, right? And mm -hmm. said, no, you should get something expensive. And even this gentleman that got me a wonderful, um, got me this tree thing, this money tree. And he also got me this pen. And I'm like, I do feel uncomfortable because now I feel like you're bribing me. It's not supposed to be about bribery. It's supposed to clear the clutter to get your attention. So for instance, um, I'll tell you guys a little secret that just happened this week. So after I talked to Russell on Monday, I told him about this manuscript that my father had written that I just recently found that told the internal story and dialogue of my father inventing the dream 100. And he was really interested in it. So I printed that book or the manuscript. It's just a word doc that I have. I printed it onto a paper bound uh, book, a service that did it for me. And they're FedExing it to him today. Actually, I have to reach out to him. And, and the first page has a letter from me talking to Russell, you know, like, Hey, this is because of everything you've done. I want to give you an insider scoop. You know, nobody will ever read this raw version of it. Cause I will have an editor go through it, but because you're such a fan, you know, and I know he's going to totally geek out on that. Right. I only printed one copy for him. Wow. So, so the question, there's two different ways. The whole, you have to remember the point, the point is to get their attention, to set yourself apart from all of the clutter. They've maybe gotten 80 emails that talk about the same thing that you offer. But what do you do that makes the distinction? And also, can you do it in a way that's clever, right? Clever, like, like, like I said, that magnifying glass, it's not very expensive, right? But in the copy, it tied it in with the copy. So it made it interesting and intriguing. And you want them to say, Oh, that was clever. I don't care how much it is. I'd rather you not bribe them because that, and that's just awkward, you know, be clever, whatever you can do to be clever. I, I heard this one of this woman, she sent a shoe in the mail and said, I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. <laughs> Funny, right? You want their reaction to go, yeah. oh, that was clever, right? Right. And that's a key to the strategy, right? It has to be some quick, clever saying in the note that ties into like with the Rubik's cube, you know, a puzzle that how to take your business to the next level through marketing. Like there's always going to be some clever sort of uh, callback to that actual item. So I, you know, I think because uh, the, the community here is asking for it, Amanda, let's, let's, let's answer a few questions and then, um, you know, tell them what, 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 yes. we, what we can. Yes. I love the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, sure. Uh, Michael, we have Mike. Uh, Michael Woodward has a question. Yeah, let's let's open up your mic, Mike. Yeah. You know, I I don't know much about your dad or you, but I'm curious. You seem like you're on such a different trajectory. When your dad passed, why did you decide to come in and be a part of what he was doing to run it to to take on that mantle of where he was going? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it was very difficult. I, like I said, I wanted nothing to do with it. And there were a lot, a lot of problems. I mean, we were running on a DOS modem in 2012. Mm. I know, Pratiti, thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it was built in the 80s. Just from that to operations problems, problems with all of the staff. So it, I really didn't want to. But it was one, my mentor, my spiritual teacher, Guruji, and get this, this is a spiritual teacher, right? She has no earthly possessions that care to her. She is just, you know, this enlightened being. And she said, you can't let this go. This is such a beautiful gift that your father has worked so long on and you can make this change. You know, she saw it in me that I could. And she said, I believe in you, make this, make this happen. You can do this. So it was that. And then... I would also have to say that actually meeting our clients, there's so many people that we've changed their world with what we've taught, you know, um, that, that really was a huge turning point for me too. It's, it's interesting because, you know, knowing what I know of you becoming a singer songwriter and having that passion, you know, and I'm glad to see you're still, you know, practicing and doing, you know, fulfilling that passion of yours. I wonder if, did you ever ask the question, can I impact more lives with my music or taking over this business? Did that ever occur? Um, I think that when my father had gotten ill, I had gotten to the point where I was making my living as a musician and man, that is one difficult place to be, you know, to make a living doing that is, is you really have to, for me, I was losing the love of what music was about um, when it started to become consumer driven. You know, what do the people want to hear versus what do I want to play? I kind of, I, I had stopped. So mm. I, I'm okay with how that went. But it doesn't mean that in the new edition of the Ultimate Sales Machine that I might not mention a song that I wrote while climbing Kilimanjaro that could be a single that I will try to go number one while this goes number one. Oh. Very cool. Yeah, we'll, that we'll would be get, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll help that. We'll we'll, we'll make that happen <laughs> Thank together. <you>. Shelly's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, hey. <laughs> who else? Who else can we highlight here, Josh? That um, questions. Kathy, yeah, let's do it, Kathy. Open your mic up. Hi there, Wonderful. hi Amanda. We've been communicating. So good to hear you. Wow, wow. On behalf of everybody, right? Wow. Um, quick question. How do you incorporate your daily spiritual practices and wisdom that you've really gained into the business, the clients, the strategy? There's such an amazing opportunity to really integrate the two and probably have them both affect one another. I'd love to just sort of hear how you make that a daily practice. Yeah. It sounds like it's really impactful. 
Yeah. Um, some of the key things I do is I really make sure that food, I eat healthy food. That's important. And lately I have had all of about 10 minutes to do anything healthy. So I do a lot with crock pots. I'll do something where I'll cook a chickpeas overnight. You know, I'll soak them Love the that. first day because I don't want to eat them out of a can. I'll soak them for a day. Then I'll cook them overnight. And every person that eats my chickpeas, they're like, this is amazing. I'm like, probably because you've only eaten canned chickpeas for your whole life. That's so awesome. I'd like that recipe. <laughs> I have okay, I'll tell it to you. If you're doing a cup of chickpeas, you want to do one spoon of salt and one spoon of turmeric and a spoon of ginger and voila, that wow. thing will come out and you want to put, you Insane. know, maybe like five cups of water. That thing will come out amazing and you can serve it to everybody and they'll be like, this is amazing. Wow. Okay. Love that. Tip of the day. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> but do, yeah. What else? Just quickly, if you can share anything else. Yeah, and, and that- we all need to learn how to integrate the two in our worlds. It's not an either or anymore for any of us. Right. Well, that's like a rinse and repeat too. So I do it with black beans. I do it with chickpeas. I do it with black chickpeas. I do it with mung dal. I do it with, um, you know, split peas. So that can just be recreated every day. <laughs> I'm a crock pot queen. I love it. Um, uh, I think it's also so crucial right before you go to bed. What energy are you in right before you go to bed? Because you're the alpha, the, the waves in your brain are going from alpha, which is much faster to beta, right? They're starting to slow down. So they're more receptive. Mm -hmm. So what energy are you going to sleep in? Meditating before bed is great. Journaling before bed is great. Setting your intentions before bed. This just happened to me last night. That's why it's so fresh. I mean, there were only a few hours that really happened there, but, but, but I set out, I did my six time management secrets of billionaires. Right. And it's right there. You can see yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. They're all, they're all there. And when I woke up, I knew that I would only have a very short amount of time to write an email to my list for today. And I woke up, I literally could still not really see out of my eyes because they were hurting me. And I was typing out this, this email that's probably like one of the best emails I've ever written. It went out today. I, I don't know, but it came from while I'm sleeping, there's so much that happens in our brains while we're sleeping. If you go to sleep in a bad mood, I guarantee you that for hours, the next day, you will be trying to recoup from that bad mood. If you go to sleep in a positive place, it will make you jump out of bed, right? It's it's that that time for me, like I love to read, I read the Gita. I'm, I'm, I'm Indian. If you saw me under my white skin, I'm adopted. Indian. So, so I love to read the Gita before I go to bed. That's that falling asleep in, in my book is like, Oh, that's the best thing because I want to be in the best energy possible. And if I'm in a bad mood, I'll go take a shower, just cleanse it all away. You know, okay, I'm going to clear myself. I'm going to be intentional. That's another good tip that I got. That's amazing. I think that's incredible. That practice of I look at my calendar right before I go to sleep for tomorrow and I go to sleep thinking about what I'm going to create the next day. And I wake yes. up just so ready to take on that day from the second I'm barely awake. I'm done. I'm out. I'm on. I'm on it. Yeah. So I love, love that. Thank you for sharing. Thanks, Thanks Amanda. Kathy. Looking forward to more. Yes. Thank you for your question, Kathy. Uh, be, I appreciate you. We, uh, before we part, Amanda, um, yeah because I know you have to run. The, I want to talk about the Dream 100 and uh, what, what you've created as far as your your coaching campaign that you've 
recently released. Yeah. If everyone would go to the dream100.com, I tell you, this has been my labor of love. Like when I first saw the video that's on the homepage, I legitimately cried. It, I mean, it's silly, but it's my life. Like that, that video really meant a lot to me. And, um, and my cousin wrote the score. If you listen to the com- composition behind this video, my 19 year old cousin that is about to be the next Hans Zimmer wrote it. So it's, it's, <laughs> There's just something to it that's just magical, but I've put together, and this was, this was really, it came from Clubhouse. It came from coming into all these rooms, right? And hearing what everybody wanted and hearing how people were going wrong with deploying these strategies to land your biggest clients. How do you land those great big clients where they could completely change your world? So I've put in, I've taken what my father taught, that's part of it. And then I've added in different strategies and tactics like how to get how to convert seven times more prospects using social selling if you're not there you're missing it and yet it's such a time waster how do you save the time and do it intentionally um i i cover in there how to generate leads for free using affiliates i cover how to get in front of 1.27 million people without spending a dime on advertising i cover how to automate your sales process um so that you are gaining more of your prospects online so that when your salespeople get them, they're already in the groove, in the flow, they're clients and they're excited. Um, yeah, I, I've put in templates for scripts, for sales scripts. I've put in templates for emails. We have, we've done a bunch of Excel sheets that can help you map out your campaign. Um, calculators for calculating ROI. I mean, I've, I've really tried to put everything that you would need step-by-step on how to win your biggest clients so the next 12 months can be the best in the history of your company. Mm-hmm. I've seen it time and time again. We have client after client. You can see the success stories on that page, thedream100.com. But uh, yeah, and we're doing it special because between now and Monday, we'll have that live at a discounted rate and then it'll it'll double after that. But I just want to get some people in. I want them to start feeling it. We'll do a Facebook. We have a little Facebook group that's starting because I want the feedback. I want to hear what's going on with you so I can adjust it and make it even better. So that's that's the Dream 100. Thank you for putting that together. And I do want to share with our community here uh, what you and I were discussing earlier today is that for anyone who buys a ticket to PodMax for uh, April 16th and buys the elite ticket we'll get this, we'll buy this for you. And uh, yeah, and then come in with us, We're, we'll be there. Uh, we'll be you know, participating and, and joining that Facebook group and implementing all these strategies so that we can discuss it within our community at PodMax. And uh, yeah, let's, let's just grow and build and do this all together. But thank you for allowing us to, to pick your brain, to hear your story and to now participate with your company and your business at Chet Homes International. Uh, we love, appreciate and adore you. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Our <laughs> community, we appreciate you. Oh, I've loved this. I love seeing everyone's faces too. All the snaps, yes. Because um, yeah. normally, I lately I've been doing these Facebook Lives every day. That's what I have to hop off to. And I'll be doing them Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, but I don't get to see people's faces. I just see them comment. So this right. is a million times better. I love talking with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. So much better than Clubhouse. (laughs) Larry would argue. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. You're uh, just we, dogging uh, on the combat. <laughs> it's taken so too much of my time. I it's, know. It's, so it's, a it's, it's a love hate. It's a love hate. It is a love hate. But yeah, thank you. We we appreciate you. And thank you for bringing your energy, even though you're 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 on fumes, you said. But, and can Ashley send me some of those comments that are in there? I like want to take them. Yeah, we, we have all of it. We have all of it. Okay. We'll, we'll send you. Yeah, I'll send it your way. Oh, you're so good to me. Thank you. You're, you're Thank you so much, everybody. And, and be on the lookout. I sent you a pair of socks. Just one, not a pair. It's just, it's just one sock. <laughs> you figure out what to do. Maybe it's a Christmas stocking or something. Who knows? <laughs> you're so funny. But love you. Appreciate Thank you, you, Eric. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time.